Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Free Men and a Little Virus. My name is Mark Cridland. I normally try and hold this whole thing together and I'm joined by regular, irregular comedians, AMJ, that's Adam Morrison-Jones and Mr. Paul Tingy. This is week number 16 and we're calling it Food and Drink. Now there is uh, a few references to food and drink this week, hence the name of it. But we also talk about what happened over the bank holiday weekend. Uh, Trump's signature that's worth quite a bit of money. Uh, the time that Boris Johnson did uh, a TV show. Paul went to Chessington and uh, you know, what they've been doing to help fight COVID. How they're doing their regulations up there. They're pretty good actually. Um, a man presents a rose to his girlfriend using an unusual way of doing so. Uh, there's, a, there's a weird story about a Dr. Pepper can from AMJ. And, uh, yeah, Channel 5 documentaries. What don't they do? They don't like everything. Mm, we discussed the, uh, the snooker players possibly sponsoring the show and some uh, local YouTube adverts come up as well. And uh, any other local businesses that, that we could think that, you know, might be able to sponsor this show. You never know. We might be able to get them to do it. Uh, Paul discusses his comedy night that happened on Friday and uh, that one time that he almost turned his back on running comedy nights. It was abysmal. It was a, it was an awful night for him. Everyone else enjoyed themselves, but not for him. He didn't like it at all. Uh, and, and then Paul actually does some jokes, some real jokes. AMJ has a go as well, because, you know, they're both, they're both comedians, so why not have a go? Uh, Paul reviews the film Watchmen. So all that lot and more in this week's show. So sit back and enjoy another free men and a little virus. But first, a word from this week's sponsor. This toilet is so hard to clean. There must be an easier way. Hi, I'm Derek Bum, and I'm declaring war on toilets with new Toilet Grenade. Just pull the pin, pop it in the bowl, pop the lid down, and let Toilet Grenade do the rest. And the lime scale's gone! Toilet grenade! Bang! And the germs are gone! I've got no idea which advert's going in at the start of this one, so um, uh, people that have just listened, they, they would have just heard the advert and gone, oh, that was nice. That was nice. That was yeah, lovely. Whichever one it is that I choose. I've, I've, got, I've got a small library of, uh, of interesting adverts that we can use for the moment until we get someone who pays us lots of money. Yeah, I'll do uh, it. What, pays lots of money? Oh, no. So I thought you said, let us get paid lots of money. I'd like to be paid lots of money. So You do. You do. I, 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 I would like to. You, you get paid so much money that you was able to turn down Stand and deliver this week. I, I rescheduled. Oh. You rescheduled? Yeah, well, it was because I was getting money elsewhere, but you told me you'd overbooked. I, I hadn't. I just said that to make you feel No, better. you didn't. You, you said, Adam, I've overbooked, so I'm going to have to bump you off the bill. <laughs> Those you were your exact words. You rang me up halfway through my working day, whilst tending to my family trying to make sure they were all right, looking after people, which is what I like doing because I'm a nice person. And Paul said, uh, what have you and uh, Boris Johnson got in common? And I said, I don't know. He said, you're both alone at the moment. And I don't know why I use Boris Johnson as a point of reference to that because it makes no sense. What have yes. you and Tom Hanks in Castaway got in common? You're on you your own. You've both got volleyballs. Yeah. And what he Paul likes did to volley his balls. He, he took my balls and he gave them a big old kick and then he kicked me off that bill and laughed as he was doing it. Did he now? No, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. I, I had to cancel. I had another thing, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. For being so so oh. grateful. Anyway, so how, how have your, uh, how's your week been, uh, either of you? Anything good happen over the weekend or anything? Oh, hey, fantastic. Jay, you go first. 
It was a nice bank holiday weekend, so, you know, what did you get up to? Well, it's, it's been a lovely one. Been to the beach a few times. Uh, tonight, we uh, we live next to a graveyard, so we had a little bit of a walk round and uh, looked at the graves. It was really quite tranquil. I don't think I've ever like walked through a graveyard in years and just gone, do you know what? This is peaceful. Which, which made me think of a time of when... Do you remember Calgate Cemetery in Dover? Yep, still there. Still there, still there. Uh, I remember doing like a thing for school and them taking us to Calgate Cemetery to get rubbins off the gravestones. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, it seems a bit insensitive now, doesn't it, when you look back at it? Like that being an activity. Like, what are you going to get? Get dead people's names. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember my mate Ian Stead doing it, iCash Productions. He's doing all right for himself rubbing it, and then looking and seeing it was his name. So, yeah. What? Ooh. It was quite creepy at the time. Freaked old Ian out, it did. I bet. So, uh, Jeez, it was a nice, a nice walk around the cemetery. Yeah, it, it was, was lovely. Uh, Can I just say a little shout-out to Mr. Ian Stead from Dover? He's got 100,000 subscribers, so he's hit that oh, milestone nice. on YouTube. So, it means he's getting his plaque. Well done. Ooh. Does it also mean that he could just give us a little shout out and I'm kind get of a open few more though. listeners? Yeah, you know you've you've done work with him. I have. Well, yeah, yeah, and I always hint I need to do another video with him. Yeah, and, and I, I've spoken to him three times. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, do you know it's what? Ties in with the three men. Exactly. It's meant to be. That is more than a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. So, so how come about you, on, Paul? Mister? No, no, Criden, you go what? next. Oh, I'm, I'm, all right. We always forget about you. So, oh, no. what have you been yeah. up to? I get ever so upset. Uh, well, this weekend just gone. Yeah, right, enough off, about uh... you. Let's talk about me. <laughs> I'm joking. Go on, go on, Criden. Yeah, I was up, uh, up at Lyndon Hill Raceway with um, the uh, the first round of the very first race of the five nations british rallycross championship and uh yeah brought to you by motorsport uk uh it was good good weekend of rallycross all different types of rallycross as well uh from from the uh, the little juniors driving their suzuki swifts uh to uh to, to souped up minis and then all the way up until the the big 600 brake horsepower supercars one of which was driven by ex olympian cyclist sir chris hoy that's crazy. He loves a savoy. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so Chris Hoy was there. Yeah, I've met him a couple of times. Uh, and then you had uh, Isle of Man TT legend uh, John McGuinness. He was racing in the RX150 buggies, which are basically um, tiny little, basically, basically souped up go karts with frames all around them. And they go like a rocket. So uh, that was his uh, first time actually racing four wheels. And he did all right. He didn't win, but he did all right. So that was good. And then he brought his son along, who also raced in those uh, in those four-wheel buggies. So it, it was good. And then we had a World Rallycross star come along as well, Ollie Bennett. He oh, raced wow. and oh. he beat he beat everyone. And then they found out that he was using World Rallycross fuel instead of the British Rallycross fuel and uh, kicked him out. <laughs> well, that'd do it. It, it, yeah. That reminds me a bit of Space Jam, like when Michael Jordan gives them all this special stuff. Uh, yeah. Just water. They had what they needed inside of them all along. It's not although, the same fuel, though, is it? We've uh, got much. to be careful there, because, you know, I almost got hit on the head with all those names you used dropping, Critters. I know, I know. Uh -huh. uh, and, of course, Pat Duran, the actual owner of the uh, the race circuit, he he told Half me when, of, I, when uh, I interviewed him. Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. When I interviewed him at the media there a few weeks back, he said he said I'm not going to be racing. I'm just going to uh, like demo it, just just show it, show off the car because he's had this car since the 80s, and uh, yeah. it's very well very well known in the rallycross scene. And he was just going to he said yeah I'm just going to drive it around a little bit, show people off. He ended up racing and <laughs> beating everyone. Because he's uh, he's four times British champion, so he's like, "Yep, left you lot for dust." He really did. He was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was a really good weekend, and uh, you can read all about it on the checkered flag very shortly. Oh, very oh, good. Well, the now, depending on whenever you uh, whenever you listen to this, but yes, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really nice uh, motorsport journalist by the name of Mark Cridland. Yes, 
Very nice chap. I've heard he good sounds, things. He's he sounds devilishly handsome. He's uh, he's better looking online than he is in real life. I didn't say that. I see picture in online <laughs> and go. That doesn't capture his beauty at all. <laughs> I ain't paying I, I still ain't paying you. No, I, no. I do like the idea of going in like in real life. Ooh. Do you reckon there's anyone who look worse in photos than they do real life? I don't know. Me. Do you? Yeah. Do, do you think you're actually a bit of a stud in the real world, but like in photographical world, you're you're not. No, photographical world, I'm awful. Real life, I'm even worse. Oh, Paul, don't put yourself down. I think well, you're. I think you're a catch. Yeah, I think I'm a catch. Good. Like a catfish. Good. Like catfish. a Dover sole, because you're a catch of the day. And flat and featureless. <laughs> Talking about um, people that don't look too great in photographs and things like that. Have you seen? Donald Trump has been uh, pulling his uh, his uh, Trumpness on people. Uh, he went to a place that's been devastated by um, is it a hurricane? Let me just get the details up. But uh, it's a place that suffered some really bad hardship. But he's got along and went, "Yeah, I'll sign it, and you can get ten grand for this because it's got my signature on it." Brilliant! Like, what an ass! Um, where is it? He yes, he went over to where they. It was Hurricane Laura in America. So uh, Lake Charles in Louisiana went over there to see the damage of the hurricane and to be told about what's going on with the federal response and that sort of stuff, like presidents are supposed to do in the US. But he turned up and he um, he actually pulled a local official aside and went, yeah, sign, uh, yeah, I'll sign this and you can set it on eBay tonight for about 10 grand. And then uh, he said, I wouldn't put my name on it because it's worth more. So he said that that's his way of helping the people. Good on him. <laughs> or, or, or give him the money. It's a weird way to help the people, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, sell it on eBay. For about 10 grand, depending on who wants a signature. Yeah. But the quote that he said first, which, uh, which ruins the goodness, is uh, he sat down and called a group of people over and said, come here, fellas, get over here. I want a little power. <laughs> that's, that was his quote. Oh, wow. yeah, it's like, oh, bloody hell. So At least he's, he's um, helping. At least he's yeah. helping. And he was brilliant in Home Alone, too. Let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> no one could give directions as good as him. No. no. Well, no one four, people, four people have been killed in this hurricane. And he turns up, said, yeah, yeah, I'll sign it. You can get 10 grand for that. It's weird, <laughs> though, isn't it? When, when, like, a prime minister or a president turns up for a disaster, like, I, I, I know people do speak harshly of Boris, and so do I. I can't think of anyone worse in the history of time turning up to like, like a moment like that in England of going, like, here's someone to give us a bit of relief and build up our spirits. Boris Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see. I'm sorry to hear this. Off I go. <laughs> he turned into Father Christmas. By I still love the fact that he was in Ben and Holly's Little Kingdom. <laughs> he was immortalised in that. He wasn't, yeah, it wasn't his voice, but it was his, his image. And he was the mayor of Fairyland, or whatever it's called. <laughs> he, oh, my. Like, Everyone what, knew it was him. Oh, I mean, he was great when he was doing that show on, on the BBC in the afternoon that replaced Newsround for a little while, but that never got another series, did it? Did he what do it? What? Yeah, it was, it was called The Briefings. They were brilliant. Oh. Yeah. You, well, I'm hoping it doesn't get recommissioned. I hope it doesn't get recommissioned because yeah. it, it won't be as upbeat as the last series, I guarantee no. you. No, <laughs> and it was a bit bleak, the last series. I mean, there were standout episodes. So yeah. It was always good when someone was offering us money. And uh, now... I think my favourite one, though, has got to be when they had the uh, guest appearance outside uh, by Mr Cummings in his shorts. He did what in his shorts? I could could imagine (laughs) my gran watching that, going, you scruffy little like, you're on the television, you represent the nation, 
get home, have a good wash and get changed. And why and are you stop coming driving your when you think you're blind, you moron? <laughs> I, I, the thing is as well, like so much stuff has happened this year. Like Dominic Cummins, that, that in itself, like what, like how, how in a million years, I know this is old news if you're listening to it and you're listening back thinking, has that just happened? No, it happened about three months ago. But the man, the man who was in charge of telling everyone to be safe and not go out, did it. So therefore, everyone in the whole of the country believed, obviously, it's not that big a problem then, is it? Because people are driving around in carts. So yeah, let's so. go to the beach. So let's go and do but, whatever we want. So I, I went to Chesington this weekend, uh, World of oh. Adventures. Fantastic uh, place. It's, it's improved a lot over the years. But um, there was this, there, there was this guy in the toilet. So you had to wear your masks while I was going for a toilet, and this guy was kicking off because somebody wasn't wearing a mask. I'll be honest; it was quite clear this guy should not be wearing a mask. He quite clearly had respiratory problems, and uh, he was kicking off, kicking off. And after he finished going for a pee, he didn't wash his hands. Yeah. Which is the biggest part, uh, you know. Making sure you've got good personal hygiene. Well, just going back, actually, you said about wearing masks out there. Was that the only place you had to wear masks at Chessington? Um, You had to wear them on the vampire ride because you go inside a building to go on the ride. Ah, yes. And they Um, make you take a bit of garlic, don't they? Yeah, they make you wear a bit of garlic just in case the vampire comes by. Uh, Although, it is a bit hard to eat a steak on the ride. True that. (laughs) Um, And... And uh, yeah, and then other places is advised. Ah. So it was up at Lyndon Hill last weekend. In the main spectator field, you didn't have to wear masks, but they they asked you to wear a mask when you went into the toilet blocks, similar to there. And then if you had to go through the paddock area to get to the other side of the track, you had to wear the mask then because you had all the drivers and everything all around there. And uh, drivers, drivers were allowed to to not. Yeah, they didn't have to wear their mask while they were at, at their team part. But once yeah. they left that, they had to wear a mask. But if they had the helmet on, that that neg, neg, you know negated the need to have a mask on. So helmets were fine. <laughs> but everyone, everyone seemed to do really well there. There was no arguments. There was no one taking the Mickey. Everyone wore masks when they had to. It was very well, um, very well behaved, which was surprising for a bunch of car nuts. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think you were going to say that, but I did kind of swerve around and think what word can go through quickly. Yes, it's a good word. But it's yes. that thing, though. The problem is, like, with anyone, and especially, like, teenagers and people in their, like, early 20s, uh, generally more rebellious. So, like, we've all been through that, and I think I'm still that person. If you're told something's advised, especially me, and I know like it's taken me a while to get out of it, if I'm told not to do something, one, I used to think there was obviously a conspiracy behind it because that's the only logical way around anything. And two, you go, oh, it's been advised. Therefore, I do not have to. Therefore, this is safe. And I think that's the biggest issue with it. Like, if it, just say, just go on TV, Boris. Grow some. Just say everyone should legally <laughs> wear these. That's all he's got to f- do, isn't it? But no, for some reason we keep voting in this bellend. And oh, he's only been voted in once. That's a bit harsh. Yeah. Well, he hasn't been voted in really, has he? To think about it, I just he he, he did because he won an election. Yeah, but you say that as I, he, I do, and he did con- conspiracy <laughs> theories there, mate. Yeah. You know, uh, he, he took over from May and then he held an election. It, wasn't, it, it wasn't in May. Corbyn. It was months after that. I've heard he was in May. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she said. Are you reading The Sun again? Uh, <laughs> Daily Star. It's a sport, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, Mouse fanged like... in the brain of MP. There's some great, there's some great stories from like the star of the sport. Like man tries to put Rose into. Have you? Did you see that one online the other day? Well, yeah, go on. Uh, so th- this man decided to surprise his girlfriend on their anniversary. So he made a breakfast in bed, and he had a rose, 
Oh, thought, yeah, sorry about this. Have, have you heard it, Mark? Have you heard about this? No. So uh, he thought, I'm not just going to go in with it holding my hand, uh, holding the rose in my hand. I'm going to go in with it uh, within my penis. But not, not, not like, not using your penis as a little finger to hold it, or in my case, a big finger. Straight uh, down the urethra. Straight down the urethra. And uh, yeah, yeah, to have it certainly removed. I don't know what would ever possess anyone to go. I've I've had that doubt. I've had, I've been alive for thirty four years, and so I've had a penis for thirty four years, and never in those thirty four years have I thought I'm going to put that in my little manhole. <laughs> ever, that, ever. Yeah, I've, gonna... yeah, I've often I've often looked down and thought that'll make a great vase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never <laughs> never thought anything is going in there. I remember. There's this guy at college, and he was crazy. And I can't remember, I think his name was Will, but he had extra long skin down there. And he used to, like, at lunchtime, he used to put it over like Coke cans and stuff like that as a trick. What? What? Yeah, which, which was pretty weird. And I remember thinking then, like, at 17, 18, going, What made you think one day when you were sitting with a can of Coke can, oh, I reckon I could stretch my foreskin over that? But I've never. It just just doesn't even come to mind. Just just leave it be. Clean it and look after it. It's gonna be like, like a baggy turtle neck. It didn't look that big. Like it was weird though. Now I'm saying this story to you. I'm realizing <laughs> that someone should have monitored that room a bit better. It wasn't the lecturer, was it? No, no. This no. was at Southgate College. It was lunchtime. Everyone was sat around. He got his penis out. Just put it over a can of work <laughs> coke. It was Dr Pepper. I'm glad you got that bit in there because I'd have lost sleep thinking about Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that can happen? So <laughs> that, that. I just remember like it wasn't his cat the Dr. Pepper either. He gave him that <laughs> So like Nasty. Oh man, just just no. Just no like I do not understand. Like I don't I'm not a sensible person. I've done many a stupid thing. But I've never, ever, in that part of the body, thought, hey, do you know what? And I like a joke. I, I'd, I'd love to surprise my girlfriend with a lovely breakfast and be like, wee! But I just wouldn't, because I thought better off that. Yeah. Maybe start small with, like, a daffodil. Because a daffodil. The, the, the thorns Dandelion. got stuck, didn't they? Yeah. As he tried pulling them out. Why the hell would he do it with thorns on there? But... Yeah, and that's some angling in as well, really isn't form. it? The former uh, snooker player. Willie Fogg. Or, or the sequel to the BBC's beloved show, Willie Fogg. <laughs> Something giant <laughs> yet, I've heard, Willie Fogg. Around the uh, helmet in 80 days. <laughs> Something giant <laughs> yet, I've heard. <laughs> what was uh, Willie Fogg? Was it that line that went around the world? Um, well, the adventures of, of Willis Fogg in eighty around the world in eighty days was the book, and then they did turn it into a TV series with a lion, and then they've made a couple of film adaptations as well. Anyway, it's not interesting this bit, so I'll shut up. That's pretty interesting. I I guarantee though, I have this theory in life that everything can be made more exciting by just putting a lion or a bear in it. Well, wow. unless any TV show. The only thing that it wouldn't make it more exciting with, I suppose, would be uh, a lion enclosure. What? What? If you put that, a that bear would, that in would there? make it just as as boring. <laughs> if you put a, you put a lion in into a church, it would just be like the old Roman days. Yeah, it, it would be. That would I sort out the Christians, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean like TV shows <laughs> and like films. I didn't mean like in general social events. Oh. Like. Uh, <laughs> When you go around and visit members of UKIP, bring a lion. <laughs> Is UKIP still going? I have no idea. They're probably limping along somewhere, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think you'd be the two people who'd know that, and I'm glad you're not. <laughs> Let's Google it. <laughs> that, that would be a very different podcast. It would. So, Paul, did you find any weird news stories while I'm looking up UKIP? <laughs> did I find any weird news stories? I... <sighs> It's not really news, but I did hear something weird this week. Well, hang on. The, the website is still up for UKIP, so uh, I'm assuming they're still going. Yeah, they're still uh, going. Yeah, if, if you're a number and you like that sort of thing, then uh, have a look. Yeah. 
Any good news story, Paul? <laughs> um, I just want everyone to know that I'm slightly flummoxed right now because uh, critters started talking all manner of gobshite and then coughed and went, oh, Paul, let's just carry on. There's nothing happened. <laughs> what you don't know is critters went on a rant for about half an hour that's just been edited out right now. Yeah. Some of the stuff he was saying, oh, it, wow. We'd be shut down. We'd be shut down. Yeah. What he said he'd like to do to the Queen, my goodness. Let's just put it this way. He mentioned Dr. Pepper and the Crown in the same sentence. <laughs> it's true, he did. And, and it, it, it's a very different type of Crown. I've not seen that film. Or is it a TV <laughs> show? The Crown. It's, it's a TV series. Very good TV series. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the uh, new season's even better than the first season. Well, I'm sure the series would be better. Um, it should get better as it goes on. Series. Um, <laughs> what, are you writing for the crowd all of a sudden? You said that in such a sincere way. Okay. He is. Well, I, I'm sure it is going to be better, and I wish everyone the best on writing the new series. That's, his, that's his new job. Are you working for the BBC now, Paul? I, I, uh, I wish... Oh. I wish I was working for Auntie Beeb. It's been a dream of mine. Worked for the BBC. Channel Five I've... works at. Well, it's not. It's Five. They spent millions of pounds advertising. They dropped the channel from Channel Five, and everyone still calls them Channel Five. Uh, it's like Coca Cola is actually called Coca Cola Classic, but no one ever says that. No. No. But Channel Five, but you could do anything you want on that channel. One. Because their documentaries are always about things no one cares about. And two, there was one like where they did like History of London Underground. That was good. And my favourite one is they did a whole six-part documentary on, uh, what's it? What's a big chain of super places like Poundland? There's one in, uh, oh, what's it called? Poundworld? Not, not Poundworld. There's one opposite Peacocks. Oh, oh yeah. Something bargains. Yeah, yeah. So they did a six pound savers. Pound uh oh, pound stretcher. That's the one. That's it. So they yeah. did a six part special on the uh, pound savers uh, pound stretchers on how they were gonna save it and change it all up and everything. Six episodes at hour. Yeah, it was good. It's exciting. But you could do any you could do a sitcom about this. What about this podcast? Yeah, I say sitcom, a documentary, yeah. It'd be rubbish. I don't know. Just like this podcast. Yeah, there'll be a camera camera in my bedroom. There'll be a a camera in my bedroom. That's where I record. I'd have to have, like, the weird, like, jilted, like, recorded equipment that you get on these documentaries because there's always a cutaway scene to a tape player playing something that had been recorded. Are you now on 999 What's Your Emergency? Or 20,000 Police Custody, AMJ? Both. What are you being charged for? I tell you, if you like weird stories like that, if you go on Audible, there's a there's a a collection of weird and wonderful stories called Doughboy and Other Strange Tales, and it's narrated by a really nice bloke, John Parrot. No, me. Oh, oh! I didn't write the stories. I just narrated. John Parrot from from Snooker. Yeah. That's the second snooker player I've referenced to tonight. Yeah, what's going on with you and snooker? I don't are you know. It? Are you, are you, no, is, this really. like a, is this a plan to get like money off like snooker players to sponsor this? <laughs> Subtly <laughs> dropped by like, John Parrot. <laughs> just sponsored by John Parrot. He's, he's got nothing <laughs> to sell. He just likes it. <laughs> sponsored by John Parrot and his Bluetooth things in the car. They're parrot. Oh. Aren't they? And, Do you know and what? Willie Thorne. Willie Thorne's moustache sponsors AMJ. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see the poster. I'll tell you what is funny at the moment. You know, like, if you, like, YouTube finds your area, so they put adverts, like, suited to where you are and what you've been looking at. Have oh, you? Yeah. Where's this going, AMJ? Have, have you seen the one for uh, Sofa World in Dover? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's well. I bought my sofa from there. Did you? Well, yeah. I, 
I uh, I think it's a, a brilliant place. It probably has amazing service. But the advert is four and a half minutes long. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing. Not oh, long enough. Not long enough. Not long. It's just a slideshow. You, I do, I, you know when you're watching something going, this is really surreal that you paid for four and a half minutes. And I think they refer to the guy as the king of sofas. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I've never heard that before. Did, did he greet you, Paul, when you went to buy your sofa? Was he wearing a crown and like... He was wearing a crown, he was carrying um, a spectre, and he wore a flowing um, gown. Did he? And there was it, pick the sofa you wish to sit on. He said, you've heard of Burger King? Well, this is the Sofa King. As he ripped up a poster of Burger King and spat on uh, Colonel Sanders' face. Um, weird. And King. then the really, the really strange thing is... That the letters DFS are completely scribbled out on everything, so it's actually called <laughs> O for All. Um, and he's, he's the easy O for King, yeah. O for King, yeah. Actually, no, I take that back. He's a really nice guy, Gary, top quality yeah. service, and kept us up to date with everything that was going on. Is he Sofa King good? He is excellent. Don't try and make me make a swear on the radio. You <laughs> <dick>. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm up for, for Gary being great at it. But has he called himself the King of Sofas? Because no. I, no who, he won who, an award. From who? The Queen. She's called Barbara. We all know where that award came from. Barbara. There's about 30 different categories. Gigs. <laughs> best, best local service. To sofas, sofas in Dover <laughs> on the London Road, open between nine and five. Uh, good luck. They could sponsor mm. this. I-, I want a local business to sponsor this podcast. Well, yeah. they probably won't now after you've just slated him and yeah, I just sad. bits on Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not slating Gary King of sofas at all. All I've said is great luck. I just don't believe that he has been named King of Sofas by anyone else other than Gary, King of Sofas. Or his wife. Or his wife, who might have said you're the King of Sofas. But if your missus calls you something, it doesn't mean you're then Maybe the she meant you're the King of this sofa, the one they were sat on at the time. Yeah, not the all sofas. That's what it was. I just find it weird. I find it... It could be... What's another word other than... Master of Sofas. Yeah. Like master of Ceremonies. Yeah. It could be. Hmm. I just, yeah, I, I, I wonder what I'm going to get in contact with him and find it out. Yeah, and I don't see know how to approach it. Spot. See if right, but and I hope he never hears this episode. <laughs> what other local businesses would be great to sponsor this? Well, Still we had several, several takeaways that used to uh, be our takeaway of the week and supply us with food when we were yeah. doing living the dream life. So maybe we should do this with a sofa each week and get yeah do it at least three weeks and get a sofa each. This we week need a new sofa. By lazy boy five thousand. Yes, for these lazy boys. We 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 could do a great advert. <laughs> you just have to like a Frenchman agreeing with us and we 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 we. We 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 could do a great advert that no, I'm never doing that accent again. <laughs> Sorry, what France. was that? Terrible. That was terrible. It wasn't even French. Oh, are you are you fed up of sitting in the corner of your room? Yes. Want to sit on something? Yes. Get a new corner sofa. See Gary, King of Sofas. Now! The King of Sofas. So far, so good. <laughs> He's missing the trick. I'm trying to think of local businesses that are like legendary. Rooks. Uh, Turner's Model Shop. Yeah. I've been Turner's there. Model Shop. The yeah. Selverd. Dover Cinema. Silver screen can work. Silver screen. We get a mug of tea in a proper mug, not this cardboard gobble. Proper Uh, mug. I remember that used to be my hideaway place on a Sunday afternoon. And I'd always go and watch a midnight viewing there because only about seven people ever bought tickets to anything. Uh, A mug of tea once, and it just said Dover scaffolding on it. It wasn't even like a proper... It was literally one of the mugs that they use. I thought, you know what, here you go. Here you go. That's a good cinema. We could do an ad for... We could do an ad for Silver Screen Cinema. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, it only costs, I think, £25 a month to uh, advertise on their screen before every show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet Gary Kiga Sofa's all over it. Yeah. Probably is. <laughs> Literally, like? all over the screen. All over the screen. Do you like Just your like film? Just like a teenager's mobile. <laughs> uh, do you like your films from the last 30 years? Yes. We'll come to Dover Cinema, where we were showing films from 30 years ago. I think you find, AMJ, that Silver Screen shows more up-to-date films than the Cineworld does. Oh, well, so they, do have their, they do have their classic film club. They, they do. do. But, uh, they do. Yeah, see? AMJ, yeah. they, they show more new films than any other in the local area. No it's one fact-checks that. that. No one fact-checked that. They've got that Steamboat Willie coming soon, haven't they? And Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Right, you're always running Dover down. You are. I'm not running Dover. That I like. Yeah, since you moved do. away, since you, you go... moved out of Dover, that's it. Yeah, everything's Dover is. I'm not what? saying that. Why? I brought up the King of Sofas and the world's smallest cinema. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> you're all. Oh. They're all saying it off air. Oh, it's different oh, when it's on here, aren't you? Oh, let's do. <laughs> let's do Christmas light switch on. Come on, people of Dover. You might know this one, but you're all thick. <laughs> actual words, actual words that come out of his mouth during the Christmas light switch on. <laughs> like actual words, you might know this, but you're all... And then he said, and then, and then he went, "Oh, what's happening along the high street? Nothing. There's no shops, is there?" I did say running, that. Running <sighs> the town down whenever he gets an opportunity, he forgets where he is made. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you enjoy your little. Hern Bay, go on. <laughs> I love the way I feel like I've been pushed out of a mafia gang. You've changed, boy. You've changed. You enjoy it over there. Yeah, so you, you move away. That's it. You go join some other gang. I'm not going to yeah. call you Fingers Jonesy no more. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to on the radio. <laughs> that was our thing. Uh, you're, not, you're not supposed to finger Jonesy. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> How do you think he got where he is? Through that. It's the only way he kept getting back at stand and deliver. Yeah. What, what the f- <laughs> Is that how you get in? And then yeah. you throw us off the bill. And that's yeah. why um, Chris is on there a lot. Well, Tre- Trevor Filgan does it, mate. Trevor Filgan. Who's Chris Barnes? I don't know. I thought he was coming along as well as Trevor. Is he doing it as Chris Barnes? Would be good if he did. You can imagine know. Chris Barnes. You can imagine what? Chris Barnes playing a bit of a dopey sod. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Al, mm. Al Baldino is is coming on Friday as Al Baldino, and where AMJ's dropped out, he's agreed to do five minutes as a new character he's been trying. Ooh, is it called AMJ? No. Are you going to be uh, live streaming this comedy night just like AMJ did? No, I'm not. Why not? <laughs> I ain't got time to do that sort of stuff. You could do that. You could see the phone and, and, a, and a proper clip, one that doesn't turn your phone off. Yeah, I'll get, if I could give you any advice, it's that. Uh, you, or you just put it from the back of the room. And as long as it's like you've not, you've not got to interact with everyone like constantly. Yeah, but it's just talking to people, in it? In it. Do you still enjoy emceeing, Paul? Because, like... Obviously I'm, not. I'm pretty sure that could be like... You know, it's, just, it's just talking to people, isn't it? What, what <laughs> idiots. And see, that is why you should get out of Dover, because you resent them secretly. That's why. No, I don't. No. I'm just, Anyone no, who goes to stand no, and deliver, no, Paul hates no, you. AMJ, do you know why I don't do it? Because I don't want the people outside of Dover to have a good time as well. It was all about giving the people of Dover a good time. For cheap. They've had a great... They had the Whitecliffs experience and the Old Town Goal. That was it. That was Jail. too much fun for Dover. Anyway, uh, we mentioned uh, Comedy Night in Dover. So, Paul, tell us more, because it's coming up very soon, isn't it? It is. It's this Friday. Oh, no, um, it's gone. This comes out on a Saturday. Oh. We spoke about it last week. We did. How did it go? 
Wasn't it good last night? This comedy night last night was very good, wasn't it? It was. And do you know what the best thing was? What was that? The Dover Hater AMJ weren't there. Well, that's that's even better. Yeah. (laughs) It meant we could actually enjoy ourselves. Oh, there's no need. No need. Say sorry to Dover. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dover. Right, there you go. Do you know what the worst thing was about last night? What's that? There's no AMJ, and it made me sad. Oh, I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> so, um, yeah, who, oh, who, was, who was there then? Who was there? Well, that's a who good question. Who was there last night on Friday? On Friday, so we had... Uh, we had, I started start to sound like Nessa from uh, Gavin and Stacey. I'll be there we now had, in a minute. We had Al Baldino. Yeah. Fantastic act. Uh, we had Ribs Norman. Who is Ribs Norman? Fantastic <laughs> comedian. Really it's a good. weird name. Runs Fabersham Fringe. Mm. Mm. Big hair. Sorry? Big hair for the Fabersham Fringe. Ah, big, big hair. Big hair. Yeah. Oh, I heard something completely different. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's no ca- there was no caption competition, though, last night. Oh, why not? Was there not? Uh, because of uh, the COVID controls and handing out pens and pieces mm. of paper, etc., um, then we had Tim Powell, Tadawa. Uh, he was brilliant. Um, I'm glad that we gave him some stage time before his semi final for Amused Moose. Um, Gareth Dorian doing new stuff, but doing the same stuff. Um, what about so did he have some new stuff? Uh, I've seen his, seen his material about six times now. <laughs> it's always new. Uh, always. <laughs> Michael Printergast uh, and Trevor Philgood. Oh, good lineup, and a, isn't it? And a, and a young, unknown comedian by the name of Paul. Yeah, there is actually somebody uh, trying to stand up for the first time, or there was last night. We'll talk, tell you more about him next week. Okay. Can I also say? Can I? Can I slowly predict what 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 did happen? Of like that that lineup. Yeah. Running comedy nights. How how many people do you think? From that lineup will be appearing Friday. All of them. They're all desperate to play. All of them. Yeah, honestly, I have been throughout the week. I've been going. AMJ's gone. Someone else will go, and then I'll be down to the six that I like. Do you know I what? It's nine <laughs> acts. I put nine acts, knowing at least three people drop out. That's a good way to do it. Wouldn't it be great though if it turns out that booking comedy nights after COVID mean people will book it and actually just turn up. And not yeah. message you five minutes before that their car has broken down. Oh, so a couple of years ago was the night that I very almost turned my back on comedy forever. Um, so the, the night had started, or the night was starting, there was a, a group of 20 who had booked tables um, for for the comedy which, you know, the Southbird is a, is a smallish venue. 20, yeah. that's, that's half the crowd, really. So I've told people, so you can't attend this month. There's a big group. 20 minutes before the show starts, I get a message from them saying, sorry, can't make it. Um, we're, we're going to Canterbury instead. So I'm, I'm chafed off about that. The yeah. headline act has already messaged me saying, running a bit late. Now, the headline act also had his warm-up act. Okay, so I do, I, I extend the caption competition a little bit, tell, tell some of my new jokes, and then get the act song. And then during the interval, I'll get a phone call from Headline Act. Not going to make it. I'm still 80-odd miles away. Uh, I got a puncture. I thought, you've never left the house, have you, mate? Never left the house. So I ended up having to do 40-odd minutes on stage in the second half. Ooh. Some of that stuff I'd done in about 10 years, I'd almost forgotten it. You never forget it. It's like riding a bike. Pardon me? Oh, no, I've got a terrible memory. That's why I read out the book. <laughs> so it's not just a prop? Well, when I do my proper stand-up set, it's just a prop. When I'm trying out the new stuff, um, it, it's more than just a prop. Did, did you want to hear... Shall I tell two of my favourite jokes from last night? Ooh. Go on. Comedy on this podcast. How dare you? What Go is ahead. this witchcraft? Yeah, what's going on? 
I thought I'd try something new. Hmm. So, are you are you ready for this groundbreaking comedy that's going to get me a job at the BBC? Yep. Do I need the bleep button ready? Um, no, I'm going to yeah. do I'm going to do um, family friendly jokes. Ooh. So my deaf friend told me off for talking with my hands full. Your what? My deaf friend told uh... me off for talking with my hands full. Uh, are you going to make me repeat it again? No, no, no. I, I, I thought. Yeah, I didn't hear it. I was yeah. hard of hearing. I I saw an ugly guy with a red and ring on, and I thought, good for you. <laughs> was that AMJ? Yeah, I bought some shoes the other day from a drug dealer. No, I can't stop tripping. That's an old one. Yeah, is it an you... old one? Yeah, mm. I've been getting around for years. Yeah. Um, I had the Armageddon breakfast the other day. I had a giant mushroom and load of burnt soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, some people might get offended, though. Uh, and this is my favourite one. Uh, so you might need a bleeper for this one, actually. Oh, f- so, so I'm dyslexic, which means I'm, I'm more than one type of dyslexic. Sometimes when I read out, I read the wrong things. Or when I'm talking, I mix my words up. However, I haven't punched up any f- lines tonight. <laughs> that's good, man. That's good. Yeah, I know. That's, that's going in the good book. Oh, thank you. I'd be oh, honest. Yeah. I was quite, I was quite proud when I wrote that. I went and got myself a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, I would. Was that just before this? Um, no, it was about three months ago. I wrote that. Hey, oh. MJ. Hey, I hear you do comedy as well. Have you got any jokes for us? Go on, I've do got, a joke, Mr. Comedian. Got, do a joke. Yeah. I've got a new bit. It's like, do you remember back in the day, like before COVID, when celebrity uh, through the keyhole was a thing, and you used to oh, be yeah. able to get a glimpse of like celebrities' houses, and now you just get that every single day with every single celebrity ever. I feel like Alison Hammond is actually my roommate. <laughs> also, the other thing, I've seen so many celebrities' house. You give me a celebrity, and I can tell you what they've got on their sideboard. Go. Dave Lee Travis. Dave Lee Travis. Dave Lee Travis has a small bowl of rice and a copy of uh, Alvin Stardust's first album. Ryland Clark. Ryland Clark. Let's worry about that for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Ryland Clark has a copy of the book Watership Down in a leather-bound volume. (laughs) He just loves it. He just likes to sit there, read, and look, look back at the good old times. Right eyes, because let's not forget, he was actually on the X Factor. He was. He yeah. Was. Yeah, but that, 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 that's going to be something like that, that new bit. But I haven't tried it yet, which I will <laughs> on the next time I do stand and deliver if Paul uh, ever has me back. Of course I will. Never. You said sorry to Dover now. I, I have um, apologised to Dover. Um, my, my nephew said to me that he wants to be more like Batman. So I killed his parents. Oh, dear. I, uh, I woke Terrible. up last night. I had a dream I was Aquaman and then realised I'd just popped the waterbed. <laughs> I'll never bungee jump. I was born because of a broken rubber and I'm not going out the same way. <laughs> I, I like that. That's a good joke. Thanks. Uh, I wrote one the other day. I wrote an actual joke. Where is it? Wow. For the first time in forever. forever. Actually, wrote a joke. Oh, here it is. Oh, you found it. You found it. Uh, I needed a new band name for my band, so my friend suggested I took the name of my favourite chocolate bar and my favourite teacher from school. I've got bloody Aerosmith. Ah, dear. Right, Uh, I think it's... uh, The past, the present... No, one more. Oh, God. It's it's a bad one, like most of mine. Uh, The past, the present, and the future walk into a bar. It was tense. Hey. I had a lot of jokes about unemployed people, but none of them work. <laughs> that, that's pretty right. good. Let's get Dave to do the jingle. It's time to listen to Paul and his nasally voice. He is so boring. It's film review. With Paul. Um, so, Paul, you, you were tasked with watching 
Watchmen, the film. Did you did you watch it? Um, to be honest, I did get into a bit of trouble uh, to begin with. He's in a uh, bit of trouble. Yeah, because I completely misunderstood what you two meant, and I went to the local toilet and I was just just watching men for a while. I I got the police to listen back to the podcast to show them I wasn't having a nervous breakdown. And, uh, yeah, so they told me, no, no, Mr. Thingy, it's a film, um, which, which, uh, which stars some creepy skeleton type masks. Um, Ooh. so I watched the film, which, uh, I was shocked by how old it was. Well, you were it? at a uh, silver screen cinema at the time. And Jay, <laughs> first strike. So it was, it was released in 2009. Oh, okay. Can you believe that? So, as as I was watching it, I'd be honest, I didn't know anything about this film before watching it. So, I didn't know what to expect. Um, Normally, I read the synopsis of a film or or at least read a couple of reviews of a film before watching it. But this one, I went in completely and utterly blind. Bit upset because I thought it was going to be like the watchmen who who stand on towers um, and keep an eye out. I thought it was going to be a, 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 a like a like a cold ditch thriller or something like that, but it wasn't to be. wasn't to be. However, I did enjoy the film, and some of the some of the standout bits for me, um, there were no real standout bits for me. I'm afraid, apart from the creepy masks that people wore. Oh. Yeah. What is your favourite creepy mask? My favourite creepy mask looks a bit like um, uh, the the mask that's used in the German film Death Fixer, which Madness sung the thing, uh, the main title music to. Um, but yeah, it didn't even have that great uh, or sorry, great cast. It was very well acted, but no real big names in the cast. Um, and you know nothing really sticks out quote wise. Um, I'm racking. I'm, I'm just looking through my uh, my notes. Uh, do that thing you do. That was probably one. Um, and and uh, one that I'm sure AMJ and myself and all other comedians can uh, go with. Um, October twelfth, nineteen eighty five. Tonight, a comedian died. Bad times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I put. Um, was this meant to be funny? Uh, men get arrested. Dogs get put down. Um, it it didn't seem to have a tangent storyline for me. Didn't quite understand what was going on. Might have been the lack of sleep, and I apologise. Uh, however, this only gets three tingy ticks. Three tingy ticks. Oh. Yeah. Can I just say it was like you were reading a monologue when you when you were doing that review. It was almost like listening to like a performing arts piece. It was beautiful. Thank Men you. Die, dog get put down, three tingy ticks, and here <laughs> I crowd. On a world I used to listen to. Watchmen, this is my review. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was uh, it was beautiful, Paul. I think it's uh, it was. What an end. It's amazing. Honest, I thought it was one of my weaker ones. Well, how about next week you uh, you watch Tag? I uh, can't oh. play Tag because of COVID rulings. How about you could watch the film? Not a oh. Channel 5 documentary on the classic game. No, yeah. no. It's all about a small group of former classmates that organise an elaborate annual game of Tag. And, uh, yeah, apparently it's... Um, it's kind of middle of the road, so it'd be quite a good one for you to review. Excellent. And if I can't think of anything good to say about it, maybe I'll come up with something funny instead. Yeah. Right, I have one last weird news story that I reckon we could finish up on, which would be quite a good one. Um, what do you guys have for breakfast, or do you even have breakfast? Every morning. I, I do, because I get forced to. Um uh, sometimes it's only banana, but just recently I've been having fruit and fibre that was Ooh. brought from uh, the Udahar for me. 
Ooh. That sounds pretty good. I uh, start the day with green tea and a bit of manu carne and a bowl of muesli. Oh my What's goodness, you? you're wrong middle class. I realised the yeah. minute manuka honey left my mouth and I said that sentence, I had realised the mistake. I had said it out loud. The, the changes that a woman can make in your life. Well, the, it's, it's good for your throat. Oh, oh, Hanbei! Hanbei! Oh, well, the roads are paved with manuka honey. Oh, look at me. Oh, uh, look at me yeah. with a job that pays a wage. Ooh. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, a study has shown that different things that you have for breakfast show different traits of your personality in your life. Oh, so, yeah. Such as those that have peanut butter for breakfast are better in bed. You know what? I peanut butter for a snack earlier. Did you? Put the spoon in and eat it. Ate the spoon. Um, So let's go down to our list of things. The there is a whole lot of blurb. Right, banana. You mentioned there, Paul. Yeah. If you have a banana, that uh, that shows that you're uh, easily stressed. Uh, It's just an easy thing to eat. Uh, What else was it you said you were? And I'm not easily stressed. All right, just give it a break, will you? Uh, what's the other thing? Um, f- fruit and fiber. Fruit and fiber. Well, we got bowl of cereal. Bowl of cereal means that you're a, a dependable person. Uh, I'm a stressy, dependable person. Um, oh, hold on. I've just found your list. I've just found oh, the list. Um, yeah. Um, a manuka honey. A pretentious, forgotten <laughs> who he is. Bowl. That's a. <laughs> Oh, well, I've just found your list. Banana. <laughs> man who's afraid to move on from the town that he grew up in, but secretly wishes he wasn't there and hates everyone who lives in the town. <laughs> That's right, Julius. I will be talking to my sister at the end of this show. Right, yeah. Oh, where, does you, where does your solicitor live? <laughs> I don't know where he lives, but I know where his office is. I'm not that friendly with my solicitor. <laughs> Yeah, but bet he's good mates with Gary the King of Sofas. Actually, that's how we met each other. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, going back to this list, the official list from this study. If you, I'm assuming AMJ here, uh, like something like smoked salmon and cream cheese on a bagel, you know, or manuka honey, um, it says that you are an extrovert. Oh, yes. Uh, if you have peanut butter on toast, that means you're a passionate lover. Mm-hmm. Oh. If you just have a cup of tea in the morning and don't show anything else, it's uh, that's generally career-minded or uh, a very high earner as well. So uh, most of these people that just have a cup of tea in the morning are on uh, 100k a year plus. Oh, well, oh. I'm changing my breakfast. <coughs> Same here. Uh, next up, if you have a, a pan of chocolat, uh, you're a bohemian. Not Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, bowl of cereal, dependable. Marmite on toast means you're well-read and you like horrible things. Not if you were going for the jab. Mate. How about smashed avocado on sourdough? What do you reckon that says about you? You live in Nern Bay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually means that you're well-travelled. So, yeah, he's well-travelled away from Dover. My girlfriend had smashed avocado on sourdough. I rest my case. I rest my case, Your Honour. Does anyone here have French toast? No. Only when I'm in France. Yeah, depending on how close we are to France. Uh, People who have French toast for breakfast are generally party animals. Whoa. Uh, Banana, stressed. Uh, Yogurt and berries. If you have yogurt and berries for breakfast, it generally means you're quite an emotional person. Oh, yeah, not constipated, <laughs> emotional. So, uh, yeah, so, so if you skip breakfast altogether, that generally says that you're an introvert. You've just woken up late. Do you know? Like, quite possibly. The story of cornflakes, of why he invented them. Because he wanted the soldiers not to be so sexually active and around. Yes, they, 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 they were invented to stop uh, people masturbating. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, 
yeah, how did it work? I don't, I don't know. Well, like, to be honest, if you tried tugging one off to that cockerel that they have on the box, it's hard. <laughs> Is that why it's a cockerel on there? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I just find hey, it. Mr. Kellogg's just went up to the soldiers and went, Oi, you, have this. <laughs> How would you bring that up? Like, I know you've been tugging one off. Have a bowl of this. No. I, I, I don't get it. It must have been sedatives in it or something. Yeah. I don't think there was. It wasn't sugar they put on top. <laughs> and to be honest, if they'd had a few <laughs> bowls after a while, it just comes out. It was snow. It was snow. They they were the <laughs> ricicles. I really want some cereal now. I want some Cocoa Pops. Yeah, hey, fancy well, game of biscuit? No, I just had some cornflakes. <laughs> 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 and on that note, we say goodnight. <laughs> Musical Insights. <laughs>